Well, last year, Gary Barnard, the Bemidji Area Fisheries Supervisor, retired, and we had a nice chat with him recapping his career. Today, we have to do the same thing with another one of the area supervisors, Doug Kingsley, out of the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office, is retiring as of Tuesday. He's been a great friend of the show for a long time. We take a look back at his career next. Plus, today, Alamano joins us to talk about this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. in the sand, pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man, but the wife she just don't understand, I love walleye, perch, trout and bass and if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back, cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when I'm fishing, ball bun in country This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle well, Doug Kingsley from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office joining me. He's the supervisor there for a couple more days. Doug is retiring. And first of all, Doug, congratulations and thank you for all the years of being on the show and uh, always being available and helping out. It's been very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Kevin. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been real enjoyable. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you found your way into uh, Park Rapids. Um, Doug, uh, where where are you where are you from originally and how did you how did you make your way here? Well, this might take a while. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's been a, a, an adventure. I'm from Central Wisconsin originally. Um, I always knew that I wanted to get into a natural resources related field, probably from a middle school age at least. And I took courses in high school towards that and. The University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point was is only about 20 miles from my hometown in Wisconsin Rapids. And Stevens Point has one of the best college of natural resource programs in the, in the nation, I believe. So that was kind of a no-brainer to go there. I, I attended college there, and I, I initially kind of took generalized natural resources coursework um, with a major in resource management. And then sometime between my sophomore and junior year, I think, I kind of decided to specialize in fisheries. And I graduated with a bachelor's degree in 1977 with a major in fisheries management. That summer, I went down to Indiana for a summer aid job, kind of like our interns. And uh, things kind of kept falling into place. I got a couple temporary jobs after that. And in 1979, I was hired on full-time in Indiana as an environmental review specialist with the Division of Fish and Wildlife. I did that for about two and a half years, but I really wanted to get work in fisheries. So I was able to get a district fisheries biologist position in 1979. And I worked down there for about seven more years uh, through 1989, um, and uh, I wanted to get back further north. I kind of missed winters, if you can believe that. <laughs> and uh, I took a job in 1989 as a large lake specialist in International Falls with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. I did that for only about a year and a, a little over a year, 
and uh, the opportunity came up to accept a fisheries supervisor's job in Ortonville on the South Dakota border. So I went there and worked there for about six and a half years, and uh, it was enjoyable. A um, lot of interesting work out there, and, but I kind of missed trees. So I came to Park Rapids in 1997, and I've been here ever since. Okay, so um, you were large lake specialist in I Falls. Was that rainy? It was on Rainy, Capitogama, Namakin, Crane Lake. Oh, my. Um, a lot of the large lakes in that chain up there. So i got to ask the question. You're from central Wisconsin. Are you a Packer fan? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. When I'm in mixed company with my relatives, <laughs> I, I uh, switch to the Vikings. But I cheer for both, actually. Okay. I mean, I. You seem like a nice enough guy, so. Uh. <laughs> Don't hold that against me, Kim. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming hunting, fishing, I mean, obviously, uh, most of the guys I talk to that get into this field, it's something they've been doing since they were kids, dad, grandpa, all that uh, uh, got them into it. I'm assuming that was the same story for you? Yeah, um, a lot of that in my youth and, and growing up, and I'm sure that influenced me. I lived uh, just about a quarter mile off the Wisconsin River, so I spent a lot of time down on the river fishing for bullheads or bull fishing for carp or uh, trying to find some ducks. Um, what uh, what was it about fisheries that uh, drew you into that side of, uh, of wildlife management? You know, I'm not real sure. Um, at the University of, of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, college major or college of natural resource majors are required to do a six-week summer course and during that six weeks you take you do field work in all quite a variety of the natural resources fields in forestry soils wildlife water science as well as fisheries and i guess it was during that summer session and doing some of the field work in fisheries that I really kind of got in, excited about doing that. Well, you obviously uh, enjoyed it. You you stuck around a long time. Um, well, give us some of the highlights uh, of why you like working in this in this business, this field. Well, um, you know, I like being able to uh, protect or improve our, our natural resources, and particularly our fishery fisheries resources, um, enjoy the opportunity to try and make fishing better for our anglers. Um, probably one of the biggest highlights of my career, uh, the most satisfaction I've gotten, I guess, has been from trying to protect some of our, our most important habitat in the form of like aquatic management areas. Um, I've been able to work with others to pre- help protect several of those and, and those are things, I think, that are going to be around for a lot longer than our lake management plans or our survey reports or even our stocking um, or special regulations, for that matter. So I think that probably has given me some of the most satisfaction. Okay. Um, Doug, as you look through the uh, the years you've been in, in the business, even going back to growing up, um, what are some of the 
real stark changes you've seen when you look at it in the big picture? What are some of the things that have changed the most over the years? Oh, man, uh, there's been a lot of things. Some of the changes in, in the work itself, you know, have come with the changes in technology. When I started, I was banging out reports on a, a typewriter. It was an electric typewriter, but still. Um, it wasn't until my latter years in Indiana that we finally got a, a Macintosh computer. And, you know, even when I moved to Minnesota, we had computers, but we were still working with five-and-a-half-inch floppy disks, and, you know, we didn't have modems to be able to call in or access other places. So that, that's been a, a pretty big change. Um, I think, you know, some of the changes in, in regulations have, have been pretty marked. You know, back when I started, we had statewide regulations for the most part, and we didn't do as much of the individual waters management as we do now. Um, certainly the changes in our surveys and survey techniques have changed. You know, we've, we've acquired better electrofishing equipment, um, so I think we're doing a better job of, of sampling. And then I think we've been doing a better job of really analyzing that information. A lot of, you know, back in the old days, it was, they did surveys, but a lot of the stockings were done by, you know, whoever, whatever lake association or group of people screamed the loudest. And I think we've taken a lot more of a scientific approach to that sort of thing. Okay. I was going to bring that uh, part of it up. One of the things in, in your business you have to deal with is deal with people who are probably just as passionate about the or- outdoors as you and have their own opinions, and uh, that can get a little dicey sometimes. Yeah, it could. <laughs> Fortunately, Park Rapids has been a pretty quiet area. You know, we're not an exceptionally large area, um, but uh, I think things have been going pretty smooth here for, for a while. And we haven't had a whole lot of controversy here, and I've certainly appreciated that. Um, and that's not something that they teach you in school either. <laughs> that's something that uh, I've had to learn on the job experience, and you know how to how to work with people and how to deal with people. Um, that's been a challenge sometimes. <laughs> One thing about uh, Park Rapids. Uh, you know, um, a lot of the uh, fisheries, area fisheries offices up here, you know, you've got that cornerstone lake, whether it be Red Lake or Leech Lake or Rainy Lake or Lake of the Woods. You don't have that one big lake. You've got several pretty big lakes, uh, Mantrap, Fishhook, Potato, those types of lakes. Um, you've just got a great diversity there. That's true. You know, I mentioned there was a large lake special up at the falls, and with that, you're able to focus on, on that large lake and, and devote more time to it. And, you know, those guys are doing annual sampling and some pretty intensive sampling and evaluation and, and managing it a little more closely. And I kind of miss that. On the other hand, the Park Rapids area has, like you mentioned, we've got a few lakes that are over a thousand acres. So some larger lakes and, We've stepped up the, the sampling frequency in those lakes uh, to help us evaluate them better. But it's, it's a really diverse area. Um, not only do we have some little larger lakes, uh, we have some really incredible stream resources and trout fishing opportunities. 
and that's been kind of fun. As you look at the uh, the various things you've had to deal with over the years, any stand out as a particularly large challenge? Yeah, Kevin, I think the, the biggest challenge that we're going to see in our fisheries resources and management in the future is the, the impact that increasing development has. Um, certainly, we've had more development on our lake shores than over the last few decades that, you know, than we have had historically. And along with that comes increasing impacts on uh, our water quality, our aquatic habitat, and ultimately our fisheries resources. And trying to manage those things and trying to reduce those impacts, I think, is going to be a, even more of a challenge in the future. We are saying farewell to Doug Kingsley, the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Supervisor, retiring on Tuesday. Got a lot more to hear from Doug, but up next, Danae Alamano, Executive Director of the United Way of the Bemidji Area, stops by to talk about this weekend's Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. The first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is coming up, uh, well, less than a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and Danae Alamano, the Executive Director of the United Way of Bemidji Area, joins me. Uh, Danae, thanks for the time, and uh, boy, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It is going to happen, and thanks for having me. Well, let's talk a little bit about how this all came about. Um, how long has the United Bay been thinking about doing a, a fishing tournament as a fundraiser? Well, last year we had Dick Beardsley and his wife Jill as our uh, campaign chairs for the, our, our campaign for the community, and Dick wanted to start the uh, tournament last year, and we just couldn't put it all together. Uh, we wanted to make it app-based and thought... I think we went around and around about how would the community feel about not gathering or the fishing group feel about not gathering. And, well, this year, that's the only option. So it's <laughs> working out really well for us. Absolutely. And it's uh, coming in the middle of the summer and a summer when there's a lot of things that people typically would be doing that they cannot do this year. So, um, yeah, it's a cool event for them to do. And I love the uh, the uh, immense or immense size of this tournament Um we're going all in with 800 and some lakes to choose from. Right. Uh, anyone who registers their team of two can fish uh, any any public lake in uh, Beltrami County, Clearwater County, or Hubbard County. Yeah, so any lake that's got a public access, you are able to fish on. And, uh, and that's up, boy, there's so many lakes. It's a ton to choose from. I love the aspect that we can go after bass, we can go after walleye, we can go after both with one fee of $200, and that is, anybody who's been in fishing tournaments knows, that is a very reasonable fee. Yeah, it's two really two tournaments happening at the same time, and um, for the hardcore fishermen, you fish both sides, you can win both sides, too. Uh, so so that's a a fun and different way to do it as well. One of the things we, we uh, were thinking of doing, and we, I guess we decided to do, was to guarantee, even if we don't quite get to that goal, that first-year goal of 100 boats, we're going to guarantee that the first prize is $3,000 in each side. Right, each side, yep. So potentially someone could win 6000 but yes, each side will have a uh, first prize of $3,000, and we have nine 
nine categories of winners. And you've had a whole bunch of people, certainly we did, um, Lucan's Village Foods, uh, Coca-Cola Bottling, Bemidji, uh, three big ones right off the, the bat. But there's so many businesses that said, oh, this is a great idea and, and uh, have sponsored this event. So, um, so it's a great win for the United Way. It's a huge win for the United Way. It's it's businesses that we haven't partnered with before. Um, they, you know, Lucan's in particular, talked to us about just really wanting to uh, do something that's going to impact the community and get their name out there. And what a great way to do it through a fishing tournament in northern Minnesota. Yes, and uh, again, everything's based on the Fish Donkey app. So you're going to have a uh, a uh, virtual rules meeting. And you're going to uh, basically leave it up to the Fish Donkey app, and the anglers have to learn how to use the Fish Donkey app to make this tournament work. Right, yep. So you download the Fish Donkey app uh, and search the United Way Fishing Tournament. Um, You'll pay your registration fee right there on the app as well. And uh, the rules, the tournament rules are listed there. Um, One one other big question we've had uh, to our office is, will locations be publicized you know if you're in a honey hole that you uh you don't want anyone else to know about no they will not be publicized only the uh event director that works in my office shannon uh will have access to that she'll have to make sure that everybody's within the territory line um when you when you catch and take a picture of the fish so those will be kept secret so you can go to your favorite spot and no one will know and you have to use the official measuring board, uh, the tournament measuring board, which will be provided uh, to anglers. And they can get those at what, Northwoods Bait? Yep, Northwoods Bait. And if you're not going to be in the Bemidji area but you do plan to fish, maybe you're in Park Rapids, just call our office. We have uh, we have different locations, too, that are willing to um, provide those in, in the other territory as well. Yeah, the key will be you have to use that board. You have to... Uh, photograph the fish there's a procedure and that'll be all explained exactly how how to mm-hmm. put that fish uh up for the picture and then the fish donkey app just does all the uh, calculations for us exactly yep it'll it should be easy uh i know fish donkey said they're doing about 60 tournaments a week right now wow. so um it's not going to be a complicated process uh they've they've mastered it by now <laughs> okay uh what's the deadline to get registered it is next, or it's on Thursday, the 23rd. Uh, you have to be registered by the rules meeting at 5 o'clock. Okay, rules meeting at 5 o'clock. If you are not registered by then, you are too late to get into the tournament this year. Again, it's a bass division, a walleye division, top five in each class, and uh, $3,000 first prize in each division. The other cool thing is you got prizes through nine spots, so it's a very generous tournament as well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, three days. There's not a a time limit within those three days. If you want to, you know, fish at midnight, go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's up to you. But uh, And maybe you only have one day available, but you still want to be a part of it and you want to give back to the community. You can do that as well. And just, I know, I know my, my own dad is going to fish the tournament with my son, uh, Joey. And I think they're just going to fish one day, but, you know, he wants to get him into fishing and what a fun tournament to be in. Absolutely. You, 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 can, you can't start until 7 a.m. Friday, and right. you have to be done by 2 o'clock Sunday. And, again, the app's got all the ways and means of knowing the, which fish count. And, and then there'll, there'll be a, you know, is there an awards banquet of sorts? 
Uh, that'll be virtual as well. Okay. Um, posting with you, right? Yep. With, uh, Fish and Pub Hunting Country. And uh, likely posted the following day. Um, okay. We know that as we wrap everything up, we don't want to promise something we can't meet on Sunday night. But for sure, by the next day, we'll have everything up and running. Okay. Um, pretty good response so far. I mean, uh, it's a first tournament, and of course, uh, a lot of people wait and see a, how the weather's going to be. B, mm-hmm. do I have is anything else showing up on my radar that I got to take care of? Then I'm not going to be available. But uh, I think it's going to be. I think this is the first year of a lot of years. I think this tournament will catch on. It's just got so many good things going for it. Yeah, I think so too. We've had a good response so far, and hope the numbers keep growing this week. All right, Danae Alamano, the Executive Director of the United Way of the Bemidji Area. Again, you can just go to your app store right now, download the Fish Donkey app, and take care of things. But you've got a whole page with all the details on your website as well, correct? We do, yep, unitedwaybemidji.org, and it's the first thing that pops up on that page. Looking forward to this weekend. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Fish and Pole Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tech. My guest today, probably for the last time, is the soon-to-be-retired supervisor of the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office, Doug Kingsley. Doug has done a lot of interviews with me over the years. He's been a good friend of the show, and it's very much appreciated. Doug, talk a little bit about your staff at Park Rapids now. Uh, I've, I've worked with a lot of them, of course, uh, with interviews over the years. Uh, it seems like yeah, we've got a pretty good crew there. We have a great crew. Uh, they're, they're well-rounded. Uh, they know their, their jobs. And we get along pretty darn well, I, I believe. Um, you know, all the way, they, they each have some of their specialties. Um, Caleb is our assistant, Caleb Shablick. Uh, he'll be acting supervisor in my absence for a while. Uh, Scott Mum has kind of been in charge of our hatchery program and does a fantastic job at that. Mike Kelly, I've asked to kind of lead our, our stream management program. He's doing an awesome job with that, not only sampling, monitoring, but uh, uh, trying making habitat improvement projects uh, like culvert replacements and um, dam modifications and hopefully uh, some channel, channelized stream restoration in the future. So great crew. Um, and I didn't mention Kyle Little is our technician. He leads our survey crews. So... You know, well-rounded guys, and and like I said, we all get along well. So, uh, final day is when? Next week, Tuesday, July twenty-first. And then, what are you going to do? Well, I think for the near future, it's going to be trying to catch up on some neglected home maintenance and improvement projects that uh, have been kind of put on the back burner for the last twenty years. <laughs> Oh, so you had a honey-do list before you can actually uh, yeah. relax. I, I'm sure I'll, I'll squeeze in some hunting and fishing in, yeah, around those. So when it's when it's up to you and you can do whatever you want fishing and hunting-wise, uh, what do you like to fish for? I like bluegills probably more than anything. Um, I like eating walleyes, but I like eating bluegills or perch just as well. So I, I probably spend more time pan fishing than, than anything else. Okay. Well, um, as you look over your career, is there any one or two big things that stand out that uh, that you remember as uh, being, that was really cool or, or maybe that was really tough? 
Yeah, I mentioned um, some of our uh, habitat protection efforts and aquatic management areas. There's been a couple of those projects that have been a little bigger than the others and and uh, probably more noteworthy than others. One of those is Western Lake. It's a combination aquatic management area and scientific management area. And it's a fairly large area compared to some of our other AMAs. Um, it protects an entire lake. Lester Lake is a, a small lake. It's only about 67 acres. But it has a really unique, high-quality bluegill fishery in it. And we were able to implement uh, no-kill regu- regulations. So it's, it's entirely catch and release for all species. Besides the, the quality bluegills, it also has some really nice bass in that. The other project was the LaSalle State Recreation Area just north of what, northeast of Atasca State Park. And that was a, a, a an even bigger project. Um, we were able to, to uh, acquire lands around the entire lower LaSalle Lake. Um, that's a fairly a, a bit of larger lake. It's I believe the second deepest inland lake in Minnesota, so it's kind of unique from that standpoint. Um, there again, we were able to implement some protective regulations because LaSalle is so deep, deep-sided, it doesn't have a lot of shallow water habitat. So those shallow water species like bass or panfish have limited uh, opportunities for reproduction and uh, I think they could be easily over-harvested. So when that lake was opened up to the public, when we acquired those lands, we were able to implement some more restrictive bag limits on all of the species in there, and hopefully that will serve to protect that lake as well. That was a pretty unique project. Okay. Well, I I would assume... Uh, well, how long has uh, this been on your calendar? How long have you been looking at uh, when you can retire and decide right around this time was when you were going to go? Well, I turned 65 on the 22nd, so oh. it was kind of kind of an opportune time to, to finally hang up and pass the torch to some younger people. Must be a little bit uh, bittersweet and because, you, you, you know, this... Because of COVID, the last several months, you really haven't been able to hang out with the with your coworkers much. Yeah, it's been a heck of a way to end a career, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to miss the work, but I'll probably miss the people that I've had the opportunity to work with more than anything. I, I hear that a lot from people who uh, who are in a career that they love, that even if it's the work they love, it's usually... It's usually the people around them, too. Um, and like I said, I, I've dealt with the, your guys there a number of times. I've always had great uh, great uh, help from them. So, yeah, they're a good group, that's for sure. Yeah, that, I think the thing that makes people who work in this field um, more unique than others is the, the passion and the dedication they have to the work. What would you say is the one thing that most people outside would be surprised if they found uh, that this was something you had to deal with on a regular basis, the, something they're not they, they don't really think you would have to deal with? Well, I think that the kids that are interested in getting into this field, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, they're all passionate about hunting and fishing. 
and they think this might be a career where they can continue to do that sort of thing. And I, I think they aren't thinking about or, or don't realize how much you have to work with the public and work with people. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, that isn't always something that's, that's trained in, in schools and something you have to learn on the job. So that's probably one of the more uh, things that is unexpected about the job. Okay. What would be your main piece of advice for people entering the field here in the 21st century? Well, learn those, those people's skills. Um, try and hone those in not only the, the job, but even in your personal life. The other thing that I always tell kids that are interested in getting in the field, you know, they're thinking they might be able to land a job in their hometown and, and stick around there. And I, I advise them that they really need to be willing to to move and to accept jobs that they may not ultimately want um, to be able to get their foot in the door and be able to work into a position that they want or maybe even a location where they want to be. Like I mentioned, I'm from central Wisconsin. That's not where I wound up. Um, and it took me a long time to get to a place as nice as Park Rapids. So they need to be willing to, to realize that. It's one of the things I found to be very interesting is the number of people I've talked to over the years within the DNR who are from other states. And uh, they really, um, it's kind of like we are kind of one of those uh, diamonds that people aspire to, especially those who are into fishing and hunting and things like that. It's not like Wisconsin, on the other hand, is, is, is right up there as well. So, you, but. I know a lot of them that come from Iowa, Indiana, places that maybe don't have as many lakes, don't have as many woods. It's like this is where they want to be. Oh, there's definitely that. And there's a couple other things that I think make Minnesota more attractive. You know, certainly the resources are are very attractive, and I think we even have more of that than Wisconsin. You know, where I'm from in central Wisconsin, we didn't have nearly as many lakes. Of course, we don't in southern Minnesota either, but... uh, you know, certainly the resources is attractive. Um, the other thing I think that, that attracts people to Minnesota is that we have had a, a really high-quality Department of Natural Resources and Fisheries program in the state. And we've had, you know, good equipment to do our work. We've had good administration and uh, in the fisheries section and uh, good co-workers, and I think that's attracted a lot of people. You, you mentioned dealing with the public. At the same time, I really do feel like our um, the average angler in Minnesota really does, maybe more than in a lot of places, understand what we have and really desires to maintain what we have and actually um, kind of takes the lead and works hard on, on helping maintain Oh, yeah. Uh, our lake associations and our Hubbard County Coa, Coalition of Lake Associations have done some fantastic work. Um, we've been able to work with them. They have a, a, a really extensive water quality sampling program among the lake, lake associations that, that are involved in COLA. Uh, late, more lately, they've had a, an extremely aggressive uh, in aquatic invasive species program in Hubbard County, one that I think that was modeled statewide 
And I think they got involved in watercraft inspections earlier than most counties in the state. So, yeah, um, we our public is, is extremely involved. That can be a, a real asset, and it can make it a little more challenging sometimes because they they are more interested in what's going on. They want to be more involved, and sometimes they yet we have to try and educate them and make sure they're pointed in the right direction. All right, Doug, anything else you're thinking about uh, before we wrap it up? No, um, I'll miss doing some of these interviews and programs, <laughs> Kevin, and we appreciate your giving us the opportunity to share some of our information. Doug Kingsley is the, well, for now, he is the uh, supervisor out of the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office, retiring next week. Doug, it's been great working with you again. I truly appreciate all the time you've taken over the years and the great work you've done in the Park Rapids area, and I hope you uh, have a great retirement and get some fishing in. Thanks again, Kevin. It's been a pleasure working with you. That'll do it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Fishing, bon bon country.